Are you betting on the World Series? Nope. So I thought about putting money in my William Hill account and doing some stupid prop bets. But then I realized, like, it's kind of just wasting my money. And also, I always think during the day, oh, I should sign up for William Hill and get the sign-up bonus and play. And then at night, when I can actually do it, I forget about it. And I feel like if I'm forgetting about it all the time, it's probably a pretty good sign I don't need it in my life. Howdy, it's Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018, and this is episode 84 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Uh, feeling good, ready to talk about my very short Atlantic City trip, 24 it's hours. What, it's what the people demand. Yeah, you know, you take whatever time you can get in Atlantic City, although 24 hours feels very fast. You were definitely hitting up my Instagram feed while you were there so yeah i said i wasn't going to be very active on the twitter but i was all over it alas Did you tweet a lot i didn't see too many tweets no. but i definitely saw a lot of instagram yeah definitely more instagram than than twitter our instagram was feeling very sad so i decided but i believe that this is the first time you have ever been in atlantic city and not either posted a picture on instagram or texted me a picture of the sperm chandelier oh yeah i wasn't even in caesar's at any at any point i didn't even uh-huh. have a chance to see it Oh, Your man. favorite thing about Atlantic City? I can't believe I didn't see the brilliant sperm chandelier above the escalator going down to the main casino floor in Caesars. That's right. Uh, While you're walking out of dusk right behind the yeah. sperm chandelier. Be right back. I have to go Google image search. Wait, maybe I shouldn't Sperm Google. chandelier? Maybe I shouldn't yeah, Google. Yeah, that'll be fun. Google image search that right now. That seems like a bad idea. Uh, so so what's, what's the significance of 1984? So I, I did a little bit of research today and found that... The late, great, Mm. well, at least late, (laughs) Trump Plaza opened on May 26th, 1984. So, what's your greatest Trump Plaza memory, Craig? Going to the bathroom and getting the Starbucks. Yeah, that's that's it, right? So, so one thing I did like about the Trump Plaza is that they had the earliest bus from Port Authority when I started going. So, I could go get a bus at like 7 in the morning or something dumb and just like sleep on the bus the entire way there. And that was good. I remember the first time I went through the Trump Plaza with all the gold in the mirrors and everything and thinking, like, this is pretty nice. <laughs> Which, you know, by that time already, it was, like, way past its prime. Yeah. Um, and and really, in its pretty heavy downfall. And then, I, you know, going closer to closing, it's like, why did I ever think that this was nice? Like, I don't <sighs> understand. I, and I remember, like, taking a bus out of there and, like, walking through to go to the bus. And there were just, like, people randomly sitting... In the uh, like on the floor in the casino floor against walls, like with backpacks and stuff, and like nobody actually gambling, but just sort of loiterers hanging around, and that was pretty weird. That's not a good sign for for a casino. Yeah, I always kind of thought of Trump Plaza as the not nice Taj, which is saying something because the styles were very similar. I mean, clearly opened by the same man, but uh, lots of mirrors, just mirrors everywhere, and chandeliers. Yeah, lots Those of chandeliers. Are the two the two things. Yeah, but, uh, Trump Plaza was very 80s, like very eight, what 1984 <laughs> thought was it classy. It aged very poorly, I'll it say. Did. Right? Like, perennial do-for-a-win favorite, the Atlantic Club. That was also very 80s, I think, but it aged much better. Yeah, the inside especially looked very nice. Right. right. It's, you it's you could like tell it was nice at one point. All marble and, like pretty airy it aged much better than like gaudy gold and mirrors yeah although i mean even bally's like the main bally's tower has aged similarly poorly also very mirror brass the pink 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 Pink, on the outside where like when they have to replace a window i guess they just don't have those pink windows so like eventually it will look like a checkerboard of some sort (laughs) it's like stepping into a time warp when you get out of an elevator in the bally's tower yeah it's not great that tower opened in 1990. That's the craziest thing. Right. Some of the things that definitely have not... Some things have aged not as well as you would expect in Atlantic City. Probably like some people in Atlantic City. Just... You get a lot of mileage and... 
don't age as gracefully as you otherwise could. Yeah. Not uh, doing the maintenance that you need to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the uh the smoky interior and the salt air harsh on both buildings and people. <laughs> it's, it's poetic and deep like the lyrics of a Bruce Springsteen song. So, speaking of casinos that are or were at one time owned by the President of the United States, the other thing that happened in 1984 is the Playboy Club made the first of many name changes and became the Atlantis, which I don't know a lot about the Atlantis. I think it was I mean, only the Atlantis for a year before No, it, it became... was a, it was a while, I think. Playboy Club 1981 to 84, Atlantis 84 to 89, Trump Regency 89 to 96, and Trump's World Fair 96 to 99. So Atlantis for longer than it was the Playboy Club. Yeah, Atlantis for longer than it was anything except the Trump Regency. Um, yeah, the crazy thing about that whole structure is that it was only open for 17 years. 17 and or 18 18 and a half years which is crazy you know you put up a giant building yeah and it's supposed to be a fancy casino iconic um kind of shaped like a penis <laughs> are you looking at the atlantis picture in wikipedia <laughs> right now yeah. it's like an eight bit eight bit dong <laughs> <laughs> uh um and it's yeah, not an inaccurate not. description. <laughs> it even looks like pixels. It, oh, it really does. Yeah, go to the Trump World's Fair Wikipedia page if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about. I've always <laughs> sort of thought that about that building, like that it's ironic that it was the Playboy Club because it's sort of shaped in uh, that fashion. That is <sighs> not an attractive building, though. Yeah. It's like an even uglier Bally's Tower somehow. Yeah. I probably should not name the episode 8-Bit Dong. That's not going to get the listenership that we're hoping for. It might. Yeah, maybe. I guess, you know, we're not really reaching out to all audiences as we could. <sighs> yeah, so... I don't know. How do you segue out of that? Speaking of 8-bit dongs, uh, right, there's just nowhere to go from there. No, that's it. I, we probably should just shut it down. Yeah. Speaking of struggling properties in Atlantic <laughs> City that might someday be closed, uh, Caesars has... Several properties, one of which is Valley's that's not doing well. Nailed it. It's perfect. Um, so there's an update on the <laughs> Caesars Golden Nugget attempted merger where Tillman Fertitta, the owner of Golden Nugget, uh, offered what was reported as $13 a share. CNBC reported $13 a share, which is uh, more than 20% premium on the share price, the current share price, which had gone up to 1040 on the news of this potential merger. It is now back down to $9.03 because the New York Post has reported that Caesars is going to reject that offer uh, and really, like, never had any any interest in it, wouldn't have entertained it. So kind of interesting. Uh, one of the quotes from this New York Post article that I'll link to say, some sources close to Caesars believe that word of Fertitta's offer got leaked by hedge funds like Canyon Partners, which owns a 10% stake in Caesars, and HV Vora Capital. Uh, blah, 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 which owns a 4.9% stake in Caesars. So basically, you know, it seems like people at Caesars think that this was intentionally leaked to kind of put some pressure on the Caesars management to make a deal. Uh, the other rumor that that New York Post article mentioned is that uh, Caesars is trying to purchase Jack, the Jack Casino properties. And like, it seems like they, there may be some interest in scuttling that deal from certain investors. So it seems like things are going real well at Caesars. One guy in the Facebook group did say that Caesars would have been crazy to accept it because of how undervalued their stock was, which I thought was an interesting take. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, it does seem like it would be selling very low, but like, uh, it, it does it. I mean, like you know, you're selling at the low point of a value for the for the. Casino, but, like, how much, at some point, you know, but, you take the money you can get, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I don't think the efficient markets hypothesis is, like, the end-all, be-all. I mean, I don't think it's 100% accurate, but it's, like, certainly accurate enough that when someone's offering you, like, a 40% premium or something like that, that you should be 
strongly considering taking it. I mean, I don't think you can say that anyone's stock is that undervalued. Yeah, and I mean, you certainly see some acquisitions where it goes way, way over, but I don't know why Caesars would expect to get more than that. Um, I mean, they have a right. lot of debt. And, yeah. I, and, and I think that hampers what they can really do in terms of, you know, development and stuff, although here they are trying to purchase another company. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't really see what the road is for them that looks better than this, right? Unless it's just so long-term focused, which seems strange. I mean, one thing that, that New York Post article mentioned is that, you know, going, getting purchased and into private was like sort of what started them getting into this mess in the first place. Yeah, it did. They they went private at the exact top of the market in 2006, 2007. But this does not seem like that. I mean, this would be bringing it, it would be keeping it public. So I I don't really understand that comparison. No. So, I mean, you could speculate. I mean, maybe they're speculating. This is like the bottom of the casino market, but I do not believe that that is the case at all. So no, I agree. Uh, especially, I mean, Vegas, Vegas the, visitations down, and that's right. really where they're in, they're most of their value is, I think. So, the competitive landscape for casinos is only getting kind of harder and harder with more casinos opening, with more online gambling options that they may or may not have a stake in. So, yeah, and especially when they're really domestic focused, you know, they've got like a casino in Canada, but you know other casino companies have really gone international in a way that Caesars just missed the boat on. So, well, so that was like the big thing that they weren't public at the time, but if they were public and let's say the 2010 to 2015 era, when you had uh, stocks like MGM and Sands exploding simply because of their exposure to Macau. I mean, that's kind of all gone away now because I think Macau is another market that is, not doing especially well compared to how it was doing a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, I think that Vegas and Macau kind of serve different markets that Macau is more of a wealth transfer market (laughs) as compared to Vegas, which is a gambling entertainment market, but it's probably a story for another podcast. Yeah. That's I, I don't have any knowledge to get into that. You can, (laughs) uh, you can bring somebody else in to (laughs) talk about the shady dealings of Macau. Yeah, we could talk about that sometime, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, if I were a Caesar stockholder, which as I said, last episode, I would not be a Caesar stockholder. I would be incredibly annoyed that they don't seem to be taking this offer seriously when it seems like a very good offer for them, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. So another piece of news just came out today. Uh, Tony Rodeo, the former president of Tropicana, who by all accounts did a good job at Tropicana, given that they're kind of the big winner in the Atlantic City market and have been for the past several years, was hired by Affinity Gaming, who have 11 casinos. Uh, I don't think I've heard of any of them. Uh, yeah, they're all in like Prim. They have a couple in Colorado. Silver Seven, Silver Sevens in Vegas, I think is their one Vegas property, but you know we've never been there, so... Yeah, uh, is is that downtown or is that off strip? I think somewhere? it's just off strip, not downtown, mm-hmm. just off, you know, somewhere. Yeah, I've never heard of it. So yeah, he is now the CEO there at Affinity Gaming, and uh, best of luck to him. Like I said, he's certainly seemed to do a good job at Tropicana. It's been a big success story in Atlantic City. So I don't know. Any thoughts? I mean, Hard Rock got Joe Lupo. Clearly, Ocean should have swooped in and hired this guy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it probably would have been a pretty decent idea yeah i mean it seems like they did a very good job drop a can under him but uh, off he goes to nevada or vegas or wherever this place is based <laughs> to, to do this but uh it'll be interesting to see what happens with el dorado um i mean I, I guess that means they're bringing in their own management uh so hopefully we don't see major major changes that take them from on a very good track to into the dumpster into the dumpster which <laughs> Would be bad. Speaking right, of the dumpster, talk about the uh, <laughs> the next story because this is the first I've seen of this. Yeah, this just came out. Uh, Press of Atlantic City article. I just got a notification that they presented to the CRDA Land Use Department uh, on the 18th, which I guess was 
Thursday of last week, um, a plan to convert 264 of the units in the showboat to apartments. So instead of probably unused rooms, <laughs> right, hotel rooms, it's this tower that's out, the back tower that's out on Pacific Avenue. So they would be converted into apartments. And the term they used in both the headline and in the article is like market rate apartments which you know i guess that just means not luxury apartments i don't i don't really understand but uh this will go in front of the crda for preliminary approval at their meeting on november 20th so we'll hear more about it in about a month but i don't know do you have any thoughts about sort of this diversification if you will of of what showboat has i mean i don't think it seems great for the future of the showboat having these as apartments it kind of precludes a lot of sure the big ticket stuff they could do with that space because if they're actually going to do something interesting with the show about space having those as apartments instead of keeping them as something that's more flexible and can be converted into hotel rooms in case of a large success it would seem to be a bad idea i mean i'm i i think this portends poorly for the future of the showboat well for the future for a future where Right, we care about it. Yeah, where we actually care about it, which we're doing relevant things for the tourism in- industry in Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely does not seem like we're going to have much interest in whatever the plan is at Showboat. I mean, there was a little while where Vegas was building these giant towers, right? And they were like, "This is going to be forty percent condos and sixty percent hotel or whatever." And then, yeah, and then, and then they the... forgot to get them checked against the earthquake codes, and then they never <laughs> Oh yeah, that's yeah that. Uh... Whatever, Harmon Tower, sure. But then, yeah. other, you know, other ones even, like, the, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was, like, as the market bottomed out, the housing market bottomed out, and it's like, oh, there's actually yeah. no interest in buying any of these condos. So, I mean, this obviously right. is not that, because it's not some new gleaming tower. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it probably doesn't really affect much in that I don't think much was going to happen anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a, you're right. It's a little bit, you know, probably a sign of where they're going and that where they're going is not something we're going to be terribly excited about (laughs) no especially like there's ways that i could be interested like let's say in some alternate universe they're building the second tower of of revel or ocean yes okay that was gonna be and they're like (laughs) hey this is gonna be condos with maybe like some high rent apartments then like i'd be like all right that's cool like that's not a bad sign but like with the shape the showboat's in and them just being like yeah these are apartments now like it just seems like they don't really see much of a future for the property yeah so that was was actually what i was going to ask is like if this was ocean and they were saying basically this similar like we're going to convert some portion of of the property or build that second tower and sell it as high-end luxury condos (laughs) you know would you be more bullish about that than about this and i obviously you answered the question um yeah i mean it'd be totally different it yeah it's a totally different thing yeah the problem with the showboat is just the state that i'm sure the rooms are in it's just not i i just don't think they they see much of a future in the property yeah i mean i I don't know what kind of capacity like capacity um like what percentage of of capacity they reach for big weekends i mean they're talking about I think for hoping that this would be done by next summer, which seems crazy fast, but, uh, it, you know, do you think that tower is even in use? We don't, obviously we're not staying there. We don't know, but it's possible that those I, rooms I have been, I, I doubt it. They yeah. may have been empty since it closed. Right. So maybe they're just trying to figure out some way to do this, but yeah, I don't know. Seems, seems a little weird. Should we get into my trip report for my glorious yeah. trip? So. Talk, talk us through your trip. I, I haven't heard too much of it other than the one note I got via text message, which you said you got an update on today. So I'm looking forward to that. But but walk us through it. Uh, so we got there uh, on Saturday right around noon. Uh, so it was pretty much a 25-hour trip, 25 hours in Atlantic City, which, um, you know, we, we got in what we wanted to do, which was mostly, you know, relaxing and eating a lot of food and drinking some cocktails. But uh, it's, it was a pretty tight turnaround so uh first of all that saturday the 20th 
Caesars, Bally's, and Harris all said they were booked. Hard Rock said they were fully booked. So it seemed like it was going to be a big crowd. I couldn't really figure out why. I mean, the marathon was that weekend, which certainly draws, drew some people, but it's not like I saw a ton of people there in running stuff for the 5K and the 10K, which I think was that Saturday. The marathon was on Sunday. Kid Rock was supposed to play that Saturday and then canceled at like 4 in the afternoon <laughs> on the day of that show. So... um there were definitely a lot of disappointed people at the Hard Rock who were clearly there to see Kid Rock. I talked to some people who said they drove in to see Kid Rock and, like, tickets got refunded, but the the rooms were not going to be refunded. So they just figured, what the hell, let's come and stay in the room. Um, so, I mean, it was very crowded, which is cool to see. Um, certainly Hard Rock crowded for Ocean. Um, you know, a decent amount, of, decent amount of people at Ocean... Certainly good foot traffic. Uh, the sports book was packed, which I'll talk a little bit more about the sports book later. But um, so we stayed at the Hard Rock. The room was basically the same room that I was in that we podcasted from in the South Tower. Very similar, a uh, little bit lower floor, but facing the other direction, so the view was a little better. It wasn't like straight at the North Tower. Um, we could actually see it was out looking at resorts, but that's further away, and you could see more ocean and stuff. So that was cool. Um, so still a huge fan of the rooms. I like, uh, I looked sort of, sort of into some of the music stuff that they do in the rooms. Like you can get a record player and 10 records delivered to your room and that kind of stuff. We didn't end up doing that just cause we didn't want to sit around the room, but like all those little hard rock touches, you know, if you look into some of that stuff before you go on a trip, there might be some little things that are interesting that you would never think about, like getting a, a guitar brought to your room and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool, even though I didn't take them up on that. Uh, service was great. We, Went for lunch at the Legends Lounge because I had uh, status match like vouchers for either the buffet or the Legends Lounge, which overlooks the guitar chandelier. It's a really nice lounge, good cocktails, um, pretty good food spread. I would say it's a little better than what's at Caesars uh, at the Caesars Diamond Lounge. So uh, that was a good way to start the trip, kind of relax, get a cocktail, eat some free food. Probably over eight, considering that we were going to have a big dinner later. But uh, I don't know. Like, I I hope that I am able to take advantage of the lounge again. I'm not exactly sure what the comp dollars situation is for if I want to go again. I think it's 10 comp dollars, like, everywhere else. But I can't remember if that's 10 for you and a guest total or if it is 10 per person like it is at Caesars. So um, I'm not prepared. I, I should have looked that up. But uh, I don't know if that's something that I'll do again before my uh rock royalty runs out so oh, what, what's your comp situation like are you, do you have enough if it's 20 to I go have, back i think i have 19 oh. yeah so that so i you know went into the trip with 13 so i did not gamble very much <laughs> yeah. Tell you, yeah uh so it's I, not too much hopefully this is not the last comp i ever get at hard rock because um just sort of you know we you and i both i think were really high on the property after our last trip um and I still just really loved it. Like just spending more time there, wandering around with my wife, looking at the rock memorabilia, going to the Legends Lounge. We um, sort of like looking at all the restaurants and stuff that they have. You know, we talk about talked about the lack of variety at Ocean. And it's weird because if you go on Hard Rock's website, I would say I would have thought I had a similar complaint, which is that there's like Kuro and Song and Yu Yu that are all Asian inspired. And then there's... Um, you know, Council and Oakfish and Robert Steakhouse, which, you know, yeah, one steak and one seafood, but sort of vibe I would think would be generally similar, although I don't think that's actually really true. Um, and then there's like Hard Rock Cafe and Sugar Factory, which are kind of the same like colorful upbeat vibe. Um, but I don't know, with all the stuff that they added upstairs, uh, with sort of like the grab and go stuff near White House, and then, you know, you just walk around the casino and you see all these different things. It doesn't feel as samey as, as Ocean does. So I thought that that was cool. Uh, one really nice thing is that one of my big complaints about Hard Rock when we first went is that there was very little video poker. There was the video poker bars at the Hard Rock Center bar and at the lobby bar. And then there was just, I think, like one bank of machines or maybe two banks of machines in the smoking section. And I think that they've added maybe 50% more in the smoking section and then added a ton more in non-smoking. And they're like older machines. Um, the I'm like 99% sure we're not there uh, the last time I was – I stayed there in August. So uh, 
spent a decent amount of time playing video poker both at the center bar and at those non-spoking machines so that was cool uh did not play oh, they're all eight five jacks are better um so it's you know they're not great machines but they're not like horrible i know people who really play jacks are better would say don't waste your time with that when you can go to someplace like borgata or even caesars or valleys and play full pay but you know eight five's not horrible no it's really it's, it's not though. seven five or six five yeah and so i i spent a lot of time at the center bar at uh the hard rock cafe which overlooks or not really overlooks but you can see the stage at hard rock and so there's somebody a singer sort of like loungy cover singer who's pretty cool um singing there when i was playing video poker for maybe an hour and a half at night after my wife went to bed so <laughs> i just kind of like sat down there put 100 bucks in got some free cocktails uh slow played some video poker hit a couple four of a kinds and ended up getting i think like three cocktails and winning 60 bucks and getting to hear some good music for like an hour so that was a really good way to spend an evening um tried to go play at the asia room a couple times and both the pie the pie tables pie tiles tables were crowded but not fully packed but i was a little you know yeah leery that's too of, much for you yeah like going in and sitting with a bunch of people who like really yeah like really know what they're doing and i'm like you know asking what to do every hand so i got you didn't do that the piga poker tables the 20 dollar tables were jam-packed their 40 dollar tables open but i didn't really feel like doing that um at that point so and then i went out and watched some people play craps and i saw somebody have a really hot roll and i was like waiting to buy in waiting to buy in and then she finished and i was like let's see if this next person, if this just goes like ice cold. And then it was just like seven outs all the way around the table. And then the table just completely emptied out. It was like dead empty. And I was like, I don't really want to stand here and play alone. Oh, that's uh, my favorite. I yeah, love so playing crafts by myself. Too fast for me. I don't like it. It's so fast. It's so, it's so amazing. Uh, so there was um, earlier in the night at like seven, no, even later, nine, maybe there was $10 craps. But then later at like eleven thirty, it was all fifteen and up. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so like ten, not bad. Fifteen though, I, I was fine with fifteen when I played it last time I was there. Like I just sort of played fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, depending on what the point was. Like fifteen on the on the line on the pass line, and then backed it up with fifteen, twenty, or twenty-five, depending on yeah what the number was. Well, that's what you, that's what you do even if it's ten too, right? right yeah, 15, so it really 20, doesn't. 25. It just adds like five dollars to the line for me. It doesn't really change how I bet. Yep. So. Uh, I had a mystery free, free play um, that was minimum $25, so I swiped, hit the button, and it was like, here's 25 bucks. It's like, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> got the minimum. Uh, lost that very fast on some crappy slot machine with a bunch of bonus games where I only got, like, one of the bonus games. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for my gambling. <laughs> it, was not, it was all machine gambling, no, no tables. Um, but it was fun. Didn't didn't earn many comp dollars, and I'm a little worried that Hard Rock's going to be like, "Hey, man, you got this Rock Royalty card. That's it for you. No more punitive rates." Yeah, but um, so I, I mean, my one feeling about that, and I sort of wavered on like, "Oh, should I stay up later and play more?" But you know, I, I ended up only down twenty bucks gambling for the trip. Uh, the room was free, so I spent like twenty whatever in the resort fee. Uh, I like I said, lost 20 bucks gambling. I think I spent like $25 total in tips. Uh, ended up spending maybe 100 on food the entire trip. Uh, bought a gift for my daughter and plus a full tank of gas, which is actually more than we needed to get there and back. My total cost like that I spent the entire trip was $225. So, you know, being worried about like, oh, I'm using this thing and I'm not getting my future comps. Like at some point I got a bunch of value in this trip right and that's all just like found money basically like that's a win (laughs) that you just like take your win and if you lose some comps in the future like i'm not too worried about that although maybe i'll be singing a different tune when i start getting my punitive rates yeah no i agree 100 percent. i mean sometimes you just need to cash them out and right like I, i mean i understand you know you can just maintain it right like go play and maintain your comps but you know i had that first day play where i really tried to play a little bit more you know, try at least it was really more like extending the amount of play. And then like you and my brother played on my card for a little bit. And like, if you're not going to take this win and if you're going to go every time and feel obligated to sort of like match that play, like that's exactly what they want you to do. <laughs> right. So at some point, 
you know, you should take the value. Like, what are you playing for if you're not going to take that value? And the real yeah. value for me is that trip, you know, with my wife where we're basically just not paying for anything. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, hopefully this isn't our last trip for a really long time, but. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, you stress over this comp stuff more than I do, I think. That's true. Uh, probably because I get less comps. Yeah. But, I mean, this was the way I used to do it at Caesars, right? Is I would take this and spend the year building my yeah, comps back building up. Building back up to get comp again, and then. Yeah. So we'll see if that works here. Uh, any questions about Hard Rock before I move on to other places? No. Um, so so you really enjoyed it again? No change in your opinion of the property? I would say, I, like, the more time I spend there, the more I like it. Like, I just really think they knocked it out of the park, just walking around, looking around at everything. You just notice little details every time you're there that you didn't notice before. All the memorabilia is great. The little touches on things that they updated, uh, you know, like that guitar chandelier and that the video wall around that escalator and everything. Um, you know, just sitting at that Legends Lounge, taking it all in was all really cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Hard Rock and... They did. I said they could count on fifty dollars for their October revenue. They only got twenty, so I don't know. We will know that if if they're really hurting for October, <laughs> we'll know that's why. I just didn't lose enough. Yeah. <laughs> so they're counting on more from you. Yes, they were. They were mistakenly, foolishly counting on more from me. Yes. Uh, we did walk through Ocean. Um, you know, after doing our, what should ocean change, I really was sort of looking around it with this critical eye, uh, seeing the finished sports book though. I mean, that place is incredible. Like the, I, we saw it when there was a temporary, temporary, like curtains up as they were putting up TV, big screens. Uh, they had the, um, counter where you place your bets is in a totally different spot. Now it's like completely rearranged. Just seeing it when it was under construction, I wouldn't have even imagined, that the finished product was possible from there. And it was, it was amazing. I mean, it looked as good as any book I've ever been in. And I haven't been in like Legacy stadium or whatever in Vegas. It's supposed to be awesome, but uh, no, it was a, it's a great book. It's very crowded for college football Saturday. So that was a good sign. Um, like all the chairs were full pretty much. And then there were even people standing around. Uh, they added a big video scoreboard ticker, all around the bar there. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, but then, you know, we, we walked around, I think we only spent about an hour wandering around, uh, the casino floor. I, I just find so confusing, <laughs> just like, uh, it feels very easy to, to feel like you're on the opposite side. Like at one point I was looking for top golf and I was like, well, it should be over here. And then I looked on the map and it was like diagonally opposite from where I was. <laughs> So, so I think it's very easy to get turned around just because, I don't know. I mean, part of it's that I haven't spent a ton of time there. You just there, haven't but... spent enough time there, I think. I don't think it's that confusing. You just probably need to spend more time. But the, the bigger thing is, and, th- and thinking about what Jamar had said about that dead retail area, the shape of it is not a big square, right? It's, it's sort of an oval, but it's also got these weird little, like, legs offshooting of it. And so, like, one of the legs on one side is some of the restaurants, like... Um, over by pit boss and stuff like Amer- where American cut is. And then there's another leg that goes back to top golf. And then offshooting from that is the retail area. And yeah, if you go back into that retail area, it's completely dead. Just a ton of empty storefronts with like whatever wraps on them or I don't know if they're even wraps. It's just like something up in the windows to look sort of artsy uh, so that it doesn't look quite so dead, but it's totally empty back there. And then you get to whatever few stores there are, which is like a long walk to get to them. Uh, it really feels like a, you have to be really going out of your way to f- even find it unless you're coming in from the parking garage, in which case you might end up right there. <laughs> uh, but also just the amount of the sheer amount of empty space, like they need to do something to a get like a bunch of signage to say, hey, if you want to go to the shopping, this is where it is. But also, like, put up some temporary walls or something to shrink that space until you've got more stuff ready to put in there because it feels so, so, so empty. Um, I don't even know how you make it feel less separated from everything than it is because it feels really, really separate. Uh, Part of it, I, I mean, they do have sort of the closest stuff to Topgolf right now is is walled off. Like that's coming soon. Like, I think that's where the big Starbucks is going to be, 
But then if you walk past that, like all the actual shops now are like way, way deep in there. Um, so I'm assuming there's another way to get there faster. But if you're going that way, you're just wandering through there. Like, where is this going to take me? <laughs> like I'm going deeper into this empty space. So that was really weird. So definitely saw some things that I felt like they could change, but on the positive side, you know, thinking about the sort of dark casino cavernous thing, as I was coming up the escalator and and coming off into the casino floor, I was thinking like, yeah, it's dark, but it's gorgeous. Like, I love that casino floor and all the, the decorations and stuff and what they've done. And I really feel like if, if that casino floor was in Vegas, it would, people would say like, this is one of the nicest looking casino floors in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice casino floor. Like I said, it, it like I say, every time it's. Reminds me very much of Aria, which I also think is one of the nicest casino floors in Vegas. So, yeah. uh, I went and looked at Serial Town, which is up off the lobby level. Uh, it looks like it's getting very close. They have like a big sign up with instructions for like how to get your cereal, which is sort of like yeah, it's this is not rocket science. <laughs> get you a bowl. Get it. It, it is one of the plastic <laughs> cereal dispensers. Yeah. It literally says like you know it acts like the like frozen lever, frozen yogurt thing. It's like get a bowl, pick a cereal, get a milk, add some toppings, and it's like so make yourself a bowl of cereal. Something that everyone has been doing since they were five years old. Anyways, any Prince of Monaco cereal? I didn't see any of that. No, um, they have like double the amount of cylinders though now. So that's exciting. Uh, yeah, I saw our friend commented <laughs> that on your picture and it made me laugh. It looks close. It looks like it's getting close, but I I don't really understand why it's taking so long. Like, it's a small space, nothing in there. I mean, like, maybe they got furniture, like, custom made, which is possible. It's pretty unique furniture. It's, like, bright pink and it's got these crazy milk accents and stuff. But I don't know. Like, fill up those cylinders and let's get some cereal and let's go. Wahlburgers also seems like it's maybe getting close. People working on it. Oh, there's another thing going that's like looks like it's going to be definitely an arcade, but it looks pretty crazy. Like there might also be some sort of like kids tumbling oh, area, ne- like that stuff. Yeah, next next to Serial Town. Yeah, so I, I I saw that one when we were there. Yeah, it seems like they're going a little bit kid focused, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. Like, there were kids in the pool. We walked around the pool area. We sat outside in the outdoor area, just, like, sat on the rocking chairs outside, which was pretty awesome because it was a nice day. Like, that, I think, is one of the best features in AC as far as just, like, a free way to spend 20 minutes and sit there and just soak in the awesome view and everything. So definitely worth doing up on that lobby level out on the whatever patio area. So... That was cool, but, you know, we didn't really, you know, we we were there for maybe an hour, 15 minutes, less than an hour and a half, and we didn't really feel like we needed to stay and do anything else, and that's a real problem for, for Ocean. Like, there was nothing there to be like, oh, we should really check out this and do this. And part of that's that we wanted to do our gambling at Hard Rock, but, yeah, it really didn't feel like, you know, there wasn't enough shopping to keep us occupied for more than 20 minutes, <laughs> and I don't but know. But where, where, what has enough shopping to keep you occupied for more than 20 minutes, other than maybe Tropicana? Yeah, the quarter trap. I mean, Hard Rock has all the memorabilia and stuff to look at. So yeah. it's even if it's not shopping, there's like stuff to wander around. Borgata has like some shopping, but yeah, I, I would say for the most part, you're right. There's not really any place that's like. It's not Las Vegas. Yeah, but well, except that the amount of space that Ocean has, it could be right. Like it, it has a ton of shops. I mean, the the playground also has a ton of shops and also doesn't have enough to keep you occupied for more than twenty minutes. <laughs> Unless you're going to spend more than 20 minutes in the It's Sugar. <laughs> so that was my ocean trip, very brief. And other than that, it was pretty much just eating dinner and eating breakfast, and that was it. <laughs> Slept in, which was great, without the kids. Cool. Well, so so run through your, your dinner. That's the thing I've been waiting for, because I, I don't know the outcome of everything that went down. So... I'll start with just the review. Um, we went to Guy Fieri's Chop House in Bally's. Um, I thought my steak, I got a Java ribbed, Java rubbed rib chop with mole butter. It was very, very good. Um, so I'll give Guy credit where credit's due. Like it was, a, it was a very good steak. And it, like the first bite I had, I was like, oh, okay, it's like definitely Guy's version of a steak. It's a bunch of, you know, it's like a ancho chili rub, like Java rub and mole butter. And it's like a lot of flavor and, and it sort of felt like it overpowered the steak, but then, you know, 
as I ate more of it, I didn't really feel that way. Like you could definitely tell that it was a really well cooked, like tender steak. Um, so I was like, I kept saying like, this is actually a really good steak to my wife. <laughs> and she was like, yes. So, but I don't know. Um, uh, maybe I just had too low expectations for Kai. I don't know. Uh, and then my wife got pan seared scallops with seafood risotto, which was also very good. Uh, we didn't, have many drinks like i just had one beer so the the total on the bill ended up being like a hundred dollars and sixty cents or something mm-hmm. uh which would have been good which would have been perfect your celebration yeah. there there uh, so i so i sort of was thinking like wow this is a great value except like my steak was fifty dollars alone and my wife's entree was like 35 which is like those that's steakhouse prices it's not so crazy right but i you know my if you add several cocktails or a bottle of wine, you know, it goes from me thinking like hundred bucks for the whole meal. That's a great value to like 200 bucks. Not feeling like such a great value. Yeah. Like one seventy or something. They do have a $39 three course menu that like the options aren't so exciting, but it definitely, that I think seems like a better value because you can get like, you know, a prime rib and some sort of appetizer and a a small dessert. But whenever they have these like, menus like that or like restaurant week menus i always um, i'm always underwhelmed like regardless of what the restaurant is stick to the main menu craig yeah we were talking to a couple of people in line and they said that that was like what they swear by that's like really what keeps them coming back which is like that's fine i mean i totally understand that if you're talking about like 39 dollars and you get sort of like a smaller cut of meat and an appetizer and a dessert for like 10 bucks less than just the yeah. slab of meat would be which is like yeah that's fine um so I would go back, actually, to guys, I have to say. I'd try it again. Um, except that I'm I'm now currently in some state of annoyance at, at Bally's and Total Rewards because, uh, as I said, I was going to use my Diamond Celebration dinner. So, you know, last year I printed out a voucher, and that's sort of the way it's always been. So I went to the Total Rewards kiosk to print out a voucher, and there was just, like, nothing there about vouchers of any kind. It just said, like, do you want to check your comp amount? And so there was a woman standing there at the kiosks who actually had the papers in her hand with all the places you can use your celebration dinner. And so I was like, Hey, uh, how do I get my celebration dinner coupon? And she was like, Oh, it's just preloaded on your card now. Like they changed that. So you don't have to print out a coupon. It's just loaded on your card. You go to the restaurant and when you go to pay, you give them the card and and you get your, uh, and they just take a hundred bucks off the bill. And so I was like, okay, cool. But is there any way to like confirm that I definitely have it on my card? (laughs) <laughs> right because i didn't want to go and end up being screwed and especially since i have an upgraded status and then it got like downgraded and re-upgraded i was like i don't necessarily trust that this was totally seamless but we'll see um so i went and waited in line at the kiosk uh in the gold line i don't know why i didn't think to go to the diamond line but i stood there with with everybody else like an idiot um got to the front of the line was like hey uh, you know, I used my 2017 diamond celebration dinner in January, but I just wanted to look up, but I haven't used one since. I just wanted to look up and see if there's any way to like confirm that I have it on the card. And the woman was just like, have you used your celebration dinner yet this year? And I was like, no. And she's like, then it's on the card. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so then I like left and, and was like, okay, it'll be on the card. Like I'm diamond without a doubt. Like, there's no denying that I have a diamond status and there's no, there should be no question that I have not used the diamond status this year, like the diamond celebration dinner this year. So I went and ordered, we went and ate, uh, got the bill. I was like, perfect. This is going to be like a dollar plus tip. <laughs> um, in case it's not obvious tip on the total amount people, uh, tip, tip on the dollar. Yeah. Tip on the dollar, 20 cent tip. Uh, so I was feeling very generous and left a quarter. Um, so I go to pay, give him the diamond card, and I say, hey, I've got the diamond celebration dinner. I actually mentioned it earlier, and he was like, yeah, yeah, just give it to me at the end. And he goes, and he comes back like two minutes later, and is like, yeah, I can't find a celebration dinner coupon on here. I need to go find a manager. And then he goes, and he comes back like another five minutes later, and it's like, yeah, there's no voucher on here for a diamond celebration dinner. And it's just like, oh, God. So in that in that interim, I was like, okay, like I sort of, what's what's the plan here? Like... I'll just use my 60 whatever dollars in rewards credits and pay the balance, which is like, I mean, it's still, it makes the meal like 50 bucks after tip, which is fine. Like it's, it's still cheap. It's, 
it's probably still a fine use of my rewards credit. So I wasn't like so annoyed about doing that rather than like, I wasn't like, Oh, I never would have come here if not for, <laughs> if I had known that I didn't have a coupon, although I probably would have just eaten somewhere at hard rock, uh, or ocean. Um, of course, you know, the more I think about it, the more annoyed I get about the fact that I didn't have it. Uh, so of course, you know, Monday I emailed total rewards, just filled out their form, explaining the whole situation, explaining like going up and getting told it's on the card, asking again, getting told it's on the card, <laughs> going and giving it to the person at the restaurant and getting told it's not on the card. Um, and so I just said, like, I was totally polite in my email. Um, just said, Hey, uh, you know, I had, I, I know I used my 20, 17 celebration dinner in January of 2018, but like, you can't even get the 2018 voucher until February 1st. So I know I didn't use the 2018 voucher. Is there some reason I don't have a 2018 diamond voucher? And so I got the response this afternoon that said that one of your friends emailed them and is like, don't let this guy have this diamond celebration dinner because I really want some crafty crab. Yeah. Uh, Crafty Crab, not on the list, by the way. Neither is Dunkin' Donuts anymore. <laughs> uh, so so, so much for my toasted coconut dreams. Yeah. So the response to my email, basically explaining the whole situation, saying and me saying in my email that I, I know that I had used my 2017 celebration dinner in the 2017 period and had not used my 2018 celebration dinner and asking why did I not have a 2018 celebration dinner. The response was, I've reviewed your total rewards account and can verify that you that you did earn a $100 diamond celebration dinner when you reached diamond status in 2017. This offer was valid until January 31st, 2018, and this offer was redeemed in October of 2017, which is not right. But anyways. Oh, so you, you don't get two anymore? You only get it the when you earn diamond that year? Well, no. And then it says, I do not see a diamond celebration dinner offer in your account for 2018. Thank you. For the time, taking the time to contact us. <laughs> yeah, like, it definitely didn't used to be the case because I earned diamond once in my life and I got three celebration dinners, I think. But this doesn't explain anything. This just recounts yeah, yeah, my yeah. email. Like I, uh, this is this is reading my email back to me. So there's no answer of like why I didn't have it. It just says well, like, hey, I don't see. It literally says I do not see a diamond celebration dinner offer in your account for 2018. So there's no explanation in in the account. It even says like. You get a diamond celebration dinner if you re, like as diamond status, but that's not proof of anything. So I don't, I don't know. So I, I just want. So I wrote back to saying like, yes, I know, but like, is there a reason I don't have one for 2018? And I'm, and I'll be totally fine if they're like, look, you're on a bullshit upgraded status. You only get it once. You can't double dip on that. Like, fine, totally fine. But I would just like an actual answer, and I don't think I'm going to get it. I don't know. What do you think is going to be the outcome here? Uh. If you push hard enough, I think they'll they'll put it on your thing or give you uh, ten thousand reward credits or something, which would be a hundred bucks. I'd be really surprised yeah. if they give me ten thousand reward credits. I think, I think the most likely outcome, which is maybe only like fifty percent, is that they're just like, "Look, man, you didn't earn this shit in the first place. You don't get it." Which is like fine, fine if that's the answer. Just tell me, even though it's like nowhere did it was there any indication that that would be the case. So it would have been nice to know that before. I went to dinner. Um, I think the next most likely option is that they just put it back on my card, which gives me like yeah. two two and a half months to go use it, which I don't know if I'm going to get an opportunity to do that. <laughs> and then I think the next option is, I don't think, I don't think uh, 10,000 reward credits is happening. I don't think that's even on, on the table. Um, really? That's probably the easiest thing for them to do. I'd be shocked if they did that. I, I think it's more likely that they give some split the difference amount that's going to make me dissatisfied. Why, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just put a, it's probably one button for them. It's probably difficult for them to like put a diamond celebration dinner on your card, but it's probably super easy for them to give you 10,000 reward credits. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I, I think that's the likely outcome. If you complain enough. Yeah. Maybe. If you just stop complaining when they give you some nonsense answer after like two tries, then you'll get nothing. But... That's a good point. Yeah. I guess I have to figure out like how much I really want to push it. Do you want a hundred dollars in food? Uh, yeah, it would be nice. But I'm, I, you know, I also sort of have the feeling that like, uh, God, total rewards, man. Come on. Like I, I already felt like very, like last time I was at Bally's, I was just like, I don't even want to be here. I just want to leave. I didn't really feel particularly different <laughs> this time. 
you know, I already am soured on Harrah's. I still like Caesars, but like, I don't know. Here's like, I'm so down on Total Wars right now. You were on an anniversary trip with your wife. Right. You went to this place with the expectation that you were going to get your $100, you know, sure. diamond dinner. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, like you had a bad outcome and it soured your mood on it. And uh, like, I don't know. I just, the idea that you're going to get nothing or they're not going to make you whole. I mean, certainly it's possible, but it would be a ridiculous outcome. So, I mean, we, we talked about that my hair is situation. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So I don't disagree with that, but I think that's kind of a different class of stuff, right? right for, sure. for one thing there, I think it's possible that because it was something gaming related in that instance, that there are specific rules that they, in theory, if they catch something like that, that they have to follow. Like, I don't know if that's actually true or not, but it's believable to me. Right. So that, so that situation was, you know, I lost a bet. They called it a push. And then they came down 15 or 20 minutes later and said like, Hey, you owe us 25 bucks. Uh, and then, so I, they sent me a survey. I filled out the survey. I didn't even ask for a response. I was just like, Hey, this is what happened. I was annoyed. And then somebody called me from Harris basically to be like, I mean, he used the words like you've misconstrued the situation and then like explained why I was, you know, I shouldn't be mad. And then gave me some sort of like, next time you're at Harris, follow up with me and, you know, maybe I'll get, give you a dinner credit or something. I was like, what? So like, clearly there was sort of this like, hey, we know you're annoyed. Let's try to make you not annoyed, but like not actually try to make you not annoyed. Like, not actually do anything about it. (laughs) He gave you an in. Yeah. You're just just a pushover. Yeah, that's probably true. So we'll see if I'm a pushover again. You refuse to have the necessary confrontation with the people to get what you rightfully deserve. But I feel like I shouldn't have to, right? Like, I'm going there to give them my money and gamble. Why do I have to, like, fight for what is... (laughs) And I agree with you. For satisfaction. (laughs) Sometimes that's not how the world works. Sure. So, I mean, and I don't know what the outcome of this situation is going to be. Because I, I think that this email is totally just, like, I didn't read your email all the way through. Checked your account. This is what I see in your account. And that's, that happens all the time. Like, you know, I work in, in tech support in some form. And, like, I've done that to people. I've had that happen to me by the tech support people that I work with all the time. Uh, so, so I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to write this off as, like, a ter- another terrible customer service experience. Um, but I... I I'm like very leery that that's where it's going. So I'll keep, Oh, this will be an ongoing saga and I'll keep everybody updated. I'm sure everyone's <laughs> clinging I'm, to the other I'm interested to see what's, what's going to happen. And I will be personally disappointed in you if you do not get either your diamond celebration dinner or at least 10,000 reward credits. So, so my question is if they give me the diamond celebration dinner again on the card, should I push back? Cause it's like, Hey, this was when I was going to use it. Like this was the trip to use the diamond celebration dinner. I think, I mean, like 10,000 reward credits is a strictly better reward. Oh, absolutely. Right? That's, sure. what I would, that's what I would push for. Yeah. Yeah. Because that doesn't expire. Or it expires, but it's like, whatever. You'll have at least, what, six more months to use it? Is it every six months that reward credits expire? Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing is, like, just put a system in place where you can check, man. <laughs> like, this shouldn't be hard. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it where they didn't have the diamonds. Like, even when I was just there a month ago, I feel like they had the the kiosks to print out well it's not the normal system with where you can look at comps it's on the other side with the whatever the promotional ones yeah the the promotions yes that's that's the word i was looking for yeah no there's not (laughs) that woman was standing at the promotional side with those papers and i swiped my card and i like looked for whatever and it was like you know that each kiosk is something different yeah they're all labeled okay yeah so then so none of them said like you know celebration dinner or anything one of them said like diamond dining offers, but it was like specific October dining offers. And then I was, so I asked her and she was like, here's the paper that says where all their uses, you can use them. It's on your card. I was like, okay. And I was very skeptical. I was right to be skeptical. No. Part of me, my pushover nature thinks the fact that I was skeptical means that I was probably wrong to assume that I would get it. <laughs> or not to assume that. You just I didn't assume look- that I would get it. Lo- looking for a reason to give up. Oh yeah. That's pretty much, you know. Put that on my whatever. Your gravestone. <laughs> Looked for a reason to give up. He yeah. finally found his reason to give up. <laughs> found it. Craig Stone. <laughs> yeah. 
feels very appropriate with Red Dead Redemption coming out on on Friday. Um, and this podcast has taken a turn. Yeah, sad. Uh, so we we had another thing on the. Uh, did you? Are you not done with your trip yet? Oh well, we went to breadsticks at resorts. Um, food very good, surprisingly, for breakfast at res- at resorts. Uh, good option for all day breakfast, which is good because we got breakfast at like twelve fifteen. Uh, the service was very hit or miss, and resorts has sort of an interesting clientele, I'd say. Like, we saw some weird stuff there. I like resorts. I mean, there was a guy, like, walking. Like, there's a lot of octogenarians at resorts. Yeah, so that's that's part of it. Uh, Another part of it is we saw a guy, like, walking through the retail area, like, coughing and just, like, a big glob of spit, like, hanging down his chin, like a huge loogie. And just he was just, like, totally nonplussed by it. It was just, like, walking with it. Like, (laughs) that was disgusting on your way to eat food. And I was like, this kind of stuff, like, this is pretty much like resorts and valleys, like the only place you can see this in AC. I mean, maybe like Tropicana West Tower. <laughs> That's uh, where they all come from. That's where they live. But soon they're going to move to the showboat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's my trip. Uh, that's way more words probably than I feel like I just spoke for like. It was about 40 minutes. Two, two minutes of every hour that I was in Atlantic City. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they were sleeping in there too. Oh, no donut crumbs, no donut crumbs. Just oh, for Craig, I'm so disappointed. I got a Snickers bar at two in the morning instead. That's pretty good. But you should have gotten the Snickers ice cream bar. That would have been out of approved of that fully. So I didn't realize that the gelato place at Hard Rock is open 24 hours. Upstairs. If I would known that, I would have gone upstairs and gotten gelato at two in the morning. But I didn't realize that until the next day. I could not have. You checked. could have gotten gelato the next day. I could have, but we went to resorts for breakfast. So, yeah, I went there with my family and got my son a cake pop because he is obsessed with cake mm, pops. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of pastry places in that walk. In Hard Rock. <laughs> There's like, a lot of food options on that second floor in are. Hard Rock, for yeah. sure. Yeah, which feels it feels much less empty than it did when it was the Taj. Yes. <laughs> just uh, in general, not just the second floor. So I think... I think quickly, do we know when we're going to Atlantic City yet, Craig? I'm feeling pessimistic. Oh, at, at going at all. Yeah. We'll see. My my mother-in-law, after the trip, was like, maybe Never. by, maybe by your next birthday, we'd we'd be up for doing this again. <laughs> well. And then she thought about it quickly and was like, maybe the one after that. Luckily. <laughs> but... It is your wife that would need to watch her children right. and not your mother-in-law. Yeah, but there was sort of a, even that was like briefly discussed and it was like, yeah, it's a lot of work, man. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well. But like like the like the comps also, you know, if you're going to use up your one babysitting for two years, you just got to use it. You can't like be like, well, we'll just go, you know, for a day somewhere like and it'll just be a day trip no you just got to use it up if you're gonna burn it anyway you might as well think, go out in a blaze of glory think should, about it Craig. Should have done two you, nights yeah you should have 100 percent. me and my yeah. wife used up all of our babysitting on our five night trip that we just did Ah uh, man so five nights. four four nights actually but it was good five days ah uh, yeah so think about it craig just we could do a marina trip you could use your Diamond Celebration Dinner <laughs> on me at Veracruz. Oh, that could be great. That's true. Yeah. We haven't been. Yeah. That'd be nice. You could stay at Harrods. I, I would no. eat, stay at Borgata, even I'm not though saying, it would be no. quite expensive for me. I'm not staying at Harrods. Oh. That's not a marina trip, then. Where would you stay? I'd pay to stay at Borg before I stay at Harrods. Okay. Off peak. It's not like sure. you. I mean, it's still, if we go on the weekend, it's going to be... That's true. Multiple hundreds of dollars. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll figure something out. <laughs> I'm not saying it, Harris. I bet you could get waterfront if you put my name on the room. Mm, yeah. I say that, and I act all principled like I'm taking a stand. You, but you're right. If, you will if, absolutely be at Harris if that's what we do. If, if comp is there and available, <laughs> especially with the diamond card and no resort fees, probably taking it. All right. We'll talk more. <laughs> could be a nice trip. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, though. Marina trip. Yeah. That's the way to go. All right. Except it's I want to... We only have two months left. 
we have less than a two months really because two months from now it will be christmas so it's true it's uh, got to happen before then the problem with the marina only trip is like all i want to do is play pi gal in the asia room and sit at the center bar at hard rock and play crappy a5 video poker and get incredibly fast drink service they have like five bartenders working in that bar it's crazy you get I mean, very fast service let's, there. Let's be real. The B-Bar also has good service and 9-6 video poker, which that's seems true. strictly better uh, than Yeah, that's five. a good point. That's a good point. I'll make do with 9-6 video poker. <laughs> uh, oh, right. we can maybe go to the... I've never been to the Amphora Lounge either. That's true. I have and not I status matched I have up. a gold card. Yeah, I haven't status matched up yet. I should do that. I need to get on that. I don't know if I have 20 comp dollars, but I have a gold card. Yeah. Yes, I need to get on my status match game before my uh, thing expires. Yeah, it's weak. You need before to get get your MGM gold. Yeah, it expires in uh, January. My diamond status, so I'm running out of time. All right. Well, any last words before I close this up? Just that I'm looking for a reason to give up. <laughs> he finally found his reason. Yeah. Craigstone. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so if you want to join <laughs> us or any of our other listeners on our Facebook group, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can find all of our amazing content at do for a win.com. Find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Uh, reach out to Craig at do for a win on Twitter or me at Kyle Askin there. Send questions to do for a win at gmail.com. Yep. He found his reason. <laughs> we'll talk to you all in a few weeks. I think it was 20 minutes on ocean alone. It was... Mm, yeah, that's what I would dream at. I was going to say that you were talking about ocean longer than you we're at ocean. were at ocean, but <laughs> I felt like that would be mean, so I didn't.